to another episode of the Women's Rugby Pod. Hope everybody's okay out there in these extraordinary times yet again that we find ourselves. But hopefully we're just going to spread a bit of positivity into your week. With what's coming up on the show, we've got a brilliant guest for you. She's represented her country not in one, two, three, but four sports. Lindsay Pete off the back of Railway Union lifting the league title over in Ireland is on the pot in just a couple of minutes time we must just say huge huge congratulations to Scotland qualifying for the World Cup they produced a resounding performance didn't they beating Colombia 59-3 in Dubai ensuring their qualification into the World Cup later this year in New Zealand into Pool A alongside New Zealand the hosts of course Australia and Wales and huge congratulations to Spain for Winning the Rugby Europe Women's Championship over the, the weekend. Beat the Netherlands last week and Russia at the weekend to lift the title. Their ninth title and their sixth in a row. Yeah, huge congratulations to them. It was an emotional day because Patricia Garcia, after 43 caps in 15s and a huge amount of sevens events, has finally hung up her international boots. The Exeter star... Yeah, it was all about her brilliant performance from her and her Spanish team. And what a way to go out lifting up yet another title. As I say, got Lindsay Pete on the pod, who's always brilliant value, always great fun. Here she is. It is a great, great pleasure, as it always is. Friend of the pod rejoins us after a victorious weekend. Lindsay Pete, how the devil are you? Always, always a treat. Well, thank you very much for having me on, Mr. Hammond. It is a good week. All-Ireland champion, as I sit in front of you, uh, with my club railway union. So it's always a good week when you're sitting there winning. Yeah, well, I mean, it's always a question as to what sport we're going to speak to you about because uh, you're such a champion of, of so many different sports. But no, this week is uh, it is rugby. Following, of course, you're part of the uh, victorious uh, railway union side that put 24 points on Blackrock College. They're 18. I've said that in a very roundabout way. But uh, anyway, your second ever league title. And oh, let's talk about the win first. Must have been absolutely, but we'll talk about the quality of the game in just a second. But um, let's just talk about the win. It looked as though you, you properly meant that, and it and it meant a huge amount to to you and the rest of the squad. Must have been a great feeling. Yeah, I think the world has suffered overall with the pandemic, and you know, there's been at times very little to be joyous about. You know, everything was on hold, and obviously after the heartbreak for ourselves personally with some of the internationals after missing out in the World Cup. Um, you know, we came back to club with arms open and a lot of people who loved and supported us throughout that time who were suffering their own setback with no club rugby. So to come back and join the club um, who have been plugging away with very limited time and resources, was um, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to, to win it with some special people and people who are trying to drive the game and develop new players. And it's always for the parish and the local and, and, and the club. And look, they've been so good to us, especially me and so many more. So it was, you know, for many, many reasons, it was a very special win. And we did win it, our first one back in 2019. The last time the final was actually up and running. Yeah. Um, and to win it again against a very, very exceptionally good Blackrock team is uh, is always even better. Where we go there, all those different motivations uh, within there. But there, there does seem to be a really... 
Uh, lots of Irish rugby, a real sense of you're, you're playing for that community, for for that parish. Is that that's obviously very very strong at Railway Union. Yeah, it is. You come in and like any club, I suppose uh, the personality has to fit and. Um, what we have there as well is a very competitive kind of player group, you know, and there were some players who missed out in the final who were very, very heartbroken, but, you know, everyone who've been training, like we'd have over 30 training every Tuesday and Thursday and Monday for skills. So everyone played their part to getting this win last week. So though they weren't part of the match day squad um, and the high bench, there were so many players that you could name that were played an integral part in getting the team ready. And that's on top of the coaching staff, the S&C and, and everything, and it was the first time actually the women's club finals were on the telly. So TG Carr showed it, um, which is a huge boost. Um, obviously, there our interprovincials were also shown uh, thanks to Vodafone getting behind. So we've a lot of big names trying to help push us as well, which is as you know, Johnny, it's huge. It's huge to market the game and as a product and the players and expose that. And um, I was chatting to Donegal Callahan. Um, the great Irish legend himself, and he said his kids watched it. He watched eight games of rugby over the weekend, and it was one of the standout games for him. And, you know, that's heartwarming, and, you know, you're doing something right. So as much as the win was meant so much, such feedback and people enjoying the game was was just meant just as much to us. So um, his kids didn't turn off Saturday night takeaway, so that was huge. We uh, we won that battle, so that was a milestone. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, we, did, we got Higgins and Pete. Who needs that and deck? There you go. As simple as that. Did you see our scrum? Some of our scrums were unreal, so I was delighted. Um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's get a bit nauseous about it. Um, We'll 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 bypass you dropping dropping names and uh, and celebrities in there. Uh, We'll just move on to. Are they friends? They're friends. How dare you? Wow, the celebrities are friends as well. I mean, that's even worse. uh, we're getting nausea about it. Um, raced out to a decent lead despite. Um, I mean, there's two yellow cards. You got two yellow cards in the game. Oh God, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you, you haven't haven't done it particularly easily. Um, but raced out to a decent lead. I better, I better not uh, drop the names of those who got the yellow cards because you know what? I have had a season three of yellow cards, so it's always nice not to have my name on that list. <laughs> um, but yeah, fourteen eight at half time. Then put a. Obviously, another you both put another ten points. In that. Yeah, that second half was exceptional. A couple of uh, tries, uh, Alta Hughes and uh, Eve Higgins was a player of of, of the match. Um, Do you feel at any point that the crown was slipping? Um, yeah, there was a kind of a period uh, just after the yellow card where you know I think Blackrock got a snip of a chance and they'd scored their final try off them all. Yeah. And they were really kind of knocking at the door of our try line and our defence was exceptional. And then we got a really good turnover. I think um, Black, Rock, Black Rock might have gone off their feet seeing the rooks. So we were we were kind of lucky. But um, to be honest, as much as we were under pressure and I knew uh, the calibre of the players Black Rock had, um, I knew we could match them and uh, the want and tenacity and the drive and a couple of things went our way at pinnacle moments. I think, you know, part of me was like, no, nah, I don't, I think we're good. I think we're good. So, but never, you never take final for granted because actually we'd played them in the league and we were winning all the way up and they got um kind of one of the league games after Christmas and uh, we're winning all the way through and then ended up losing um by a last minute try by them. So they're an exceptional team. Um, and I know they, they will be back and there's probably future trophies in them. Hopefully not at our expense, but, um, yeah, they're an exceptional, 
uh, opponent and I, I do wish them very hard luck but um obviously delighted with our win. Yeah, of course. Uh, you mentioned the first time it, it televised. That was really important. Um, and it, it was it's some exceptional, exceptional, like your like your close friend uh, Donico saying uh, some some exceptional, <laughs> exceptional rugby. Um, you know, I was chatting to Jay Z about it um, the other day, and. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought you were very good friends with Dr. Dre, actually. I didn't know you knew Jay-Z as well. <laughs> I'll uh, pick up a few more names and I'll get them out of here. <laughs> um, but no, we, no generally, the, the quality of the rugby was absolutely I mean, brilliant um, and, and a real... Is, is there a sense amongst you, you players to... For all the sort of shadowy times that Irish rugby's been in, women's rugby's been in for, for the last couple of years and it's certainly breaking through that now and we'll possibly just move on to a bit of Six Nations and Ireland after this but um, is there a sense you just need to play some, some really, really good rugby? Or, do you know, actually just continue what you've been doing for the last few years is it, but but is there, a, is it spoken about, you know, we've really got to go out and, and, and perform and entertain? I think that's what we want, you know, you have to improve the skill set but I think, you know, uh, sport is about the excitement and the spectacle and you know watching people do things that normal humans everyday humans can't do or or dream of doing and to see that in the you know in the spotlight and up in the stage it should be on is is great and I think like I'm going over the game here now with you and I can see you know a turning point for us in the game was we got a scrum penalty I think around there 22 um was a turning point for us I think our last try was exceptional um, it went through hands. We a line break. We did not through the middle. Yeah, another offload. It was, offload, it was offload. exceptional rugby. Yeah. yeah, and it was exciting. And I think we've seen that with the Irish men's team. Some of the rugby they've been playing is exciting. It suits us. We're not the biggest nation. You know, we've a big heart. We've um, a big chip on our shoulder that we will fight above our weight. But um, we probably have to match our skill set and our athleticism compared to maybe some big, bigger, more aggressive maybe. Um, nation so we have to suit our style and I think that's maybe something from what I've heard from the girls that Greg is, is you know just heads up rugby he likes to move the ball um, so we want to match that and yeah we want to make it exciting for people because we want to buy it in you know we want to make a product of it but we want to show like we want to showcase our skill set we want to showcase ourselves as athletes um, so yeah I think it'll be a great spectacle I think the game of women's rugby has grown at a rate enough and we don't want to miss out on that either we want to be up there performing as everyone else is and though we will miss out on the World Cup it's going to be a tough year for everybody on many levels um, I probably will be there sobbing like everyone else um, but <laughs> you know we definitely have this Six Nations window to hopefully remind people that we're an absolutely exceptional team with exceptional players and, and we're not though we won't be on the biggest stage this year later on in the year we're, we're not gone anywhere and we'll be back better better for it hopefully yeah, I, how much of a driving factor was that amongst both teams? Do you get a sense of that? Obviously, in your change room, yes. but theirs as well. Well, I think as athletes, you know, and as players, and though, though we're amateur, we, we, we're very professional about how we go about things. And, you know, the qualification and, and missing out in the World Cup is, is still raw. Still a scar we'll carry. But it's a scar that should remind us that they're the bad times that drive us to make sure we're better times. And that's what you have to do with anything, whether it's work or life or anything that's a setback. You have to kind of take it, heal from it, uh, but use that to motivate you to push on for better days. And that's what I hope we can do as um, players, as management, as, as a union and work together collectively to, to drive that on. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was an utterly, utterly absorbing final. How absorbing was the night out afterwards? Listen, it's Thursday. I think I'm starting to come around to the land of living. <laughs> <laughs> Decent celebration then. Yeah, look, good people. Um, a great final. You come through the other end. As I said, it's been two years of very little rugby, very little time to actually bond and enjoy the celebrations uh, or enjoy any happy times. So, look, we just took the cup. We stuck together, had a couple of drinks, sing song, bit of a dance. And, yeah, all good. And reading to that, ladies and gentlemen, that is what goes on tour, stays on tour, straight back. No, I'm not telling you any more details, Johnny. Simple as that. That's what that answer is. And I don't blame you in the slightest. Um, you know, the lay of the land. No, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but being around it long enough to, to know. No, absolutely. We, we, we touched on Ireland there and the, the rawness of, of, of that World Cup. Um, you have hung your, your international boots up now. Um, happy with that decision? I mean, you, you're getting your boots on and you're still winning club games and what have you. Do you think, oh, do you know what? Six Nations are just there. I could, you know. Yeah, I would. No, it's 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 good. It was right. Um, yeah, it was right. It's the right time. Um, I know it's right. I know I will really struggle to watch the girls and not be out there and seeing our on a bean and Ireland's call and um, being a nuisance and you know celebrating scrum penalties and tries and wins and everything else but um, I think it's time for a new generation of, of excellent players to come through and show showcase what they can do and I'll be just the mad fan now in the in the stand roaring, roaring them on and um, texting them big emotional <laughs> big emotional probably pep talks wishing I was there but um, I think yeah I'm at peace with it it will be hard especially for this first six nations but um, I'll be their number one fan I, I know this team um, no I'm behind them 100% and wish them every luck and how, how do you think are, are you going to get to the games are you are you going to be behind the sofa are you going to completely not ignore it and just keep an eye on social media how, how do you think you're, you're going to be there in fully green face paints all the rest of it no I'm going to be in my jersey shorts and socks are you <laughs> standing for the anthem singing it and oh John Terry I'll, good yeah I'll put, I'll put the headband on as well and really um, go all out full tape yeah. <laughs> I'll just basically do what I normally do, except I'll be in possibly my living room or or in the stand or whatever. So um, no, I hope to get to all the games this year. We're spreading the, we're kind of doing a bit like um, the Red Rose is spreading the the love around Ireland. So it'll be the RDS Musgrave Park and um, and up to Kingspan. So yeah. uh, we'll get to spread it and and expose the game to different areas of Ireland, and hopefully that'll really stand to us and and win some new fans over and. Um, yeah, anyone who's listening and is in those any of those locations, please come along and support. Look at her still trumpeting away, um, Mega. Do you know Greg McWilliams uh, uh, at all? If not, have you been hearing some rumblings? I mean, I, I, I'm so impressed with the appointments. Uh, Neve Briggs coming in. There's been national talent IDs, and they I think just yesterday put together a few names that have come through that talent ID. Do you get a real sense that? there's some just massively positive steps coming through yeah i don't know greg uh, personally but i know he was involved in a very successful period previously and then he's obviously worked with uh 
the USA Seven, so his his CV is uh, has huge experience and, and wealth of knowledge. And um, I did have a little stalk on his Instagram, and he's a, he's he seems a really really good guy, a great singer, and very personable. So I think um, I always think that you could have like if we look at Guardiola, Man City. I don't know if you follow soccer. I think to to manage all those egos and this isn't reflective of the team he has but to, to manage people the way he does and get the best out of City and, and be so unbeaten I think one of the key for me and my experience in my sporting career is the coach has to be an exceptional people person to be able to facilitate the people being the best athlete they can be yeah. um, and I do think from what I've heard of Greg um, he could be the man for this and again that's no reflection on any previous coach but just the time he's coming over and the hurt and everything else that's gone forward I think he's a, he's going to be a good man for the job and I certainly wish him and uh, Neve and all the coaches staff the very best of luck and he did get a voice he actually got a video off me um, to wish him the best of luck at the start of the campaign so and I'm not sure how he took that but he responded so um, oh, there you are. I do genuinely yeah I wish uh, him and obviously all the girls um, the, every look uh, going into the Six Nations yeah, and I th- yeah, I, I, no. From from 2014, we were staying staying at Marcosi, the, the French training camp, and yeah, he is a, a fabulous piano player and, and singer. And you have been in contact, listeners, because we spoke. Uh, Berth and I spoke about it a couple of weeks, um, and he he's going to come on the pod. I'm very yeah, very keen to come on the pod and chat, but uh, just need a a few bits of news out of the way first, like uh, these reviews and what have you. We're certainly going to get into those. Uh, today because that's boring we're having a nice fun chat um the six nations then on a sort of wider context then uh, Lindsay. the sorry the tiktok women's six nations yeah uh you almost like so almost sort of sporting their colors there tiktok is that uh is that deliberate with uh, the pink yeah, pink actually, and green there yes yeah, very tiktok isn't it friends of mine they're also friends of mine <laughs> 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 All right, they no. slammed the door on me, so I'm glad they're friends with you. Well, they were, they looked at your TikTok account and they were like, oh, sorry, John. Yeah, exactly, don't much. have one. So, yeah, perfect. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> well, maybe me and you could do some TikToks. Here you are. There you go. The, the over the over 32s TikTok account. <clears throat> yeah, yep. 33s. <laughs> yeah, sorry, apologies. Yeah, thirty-three. Uh, but look, just the, just the general that new branding out yesterday that you made of that. But but just generally, again, some more positivity around the women's game. How did that uh, that announcement of TikTok settle settle with you in terms of the the wider aspect of the of the game? I think obviously it's a huge media outlet that you know so many uh, people use. So to have such again a, a big ambassador behind the tournament and behind women's rugby is nothing but positive. Um, the brand is exceptional. Again, anything that makes us stand out, like we'll see now the first full Six Nations in a window on its own, which is going to be huge. Um, yeah. Super Saturday, all that goes around it that we're trying to align to really make the tournament special and own it ourselves. So I think TikTok as I said, is, is huge. It's huge for the exposure and huge for what message it sends out to other sponsors. And um, yeah, just congratulations to them and Six Nations and hopefully it's a long and successful partnership. Look, if, if Rocky Clark could get involved, then there's, there's, yeah, there's hope for us all, isn't there? Listen, Rocky Clark is legendary on yeah. and off the pitch and her TikTok is... Hashtag prop love, apparently. Prop love. All the love. Rocky is all the prop love from me to her. She's unbelievable. I was working working with her last weekend, which um, is a ski sock, a seamless segue to our next conversation. Patricia Garcia, just wanted to touch on a couple of the sort of newsy bits this, this week as I've 
I've got you on. Um, Patricia Garcia, sorry to bring up the the, the, the World Cup qualifying game, but um, fabulous player and, um, yeah, 12-year career comes comes to an end. Listen, uh, I don't know Patricia Garcia personally, but uh, I have to, from one retiree to another, I just want to congratulate her on an exceptional career. She's an exceptional player for what experience I've seen her. Uh, I got to play against her, yes, in the World Cup qualifiers, and she was uh, pinnacle. I played an integral part to Spain beating us that day, so very smart player. Um, obviously lit up the seventh stage and has, has flown the Spanish flag with pride. Um, and I wish her every success in her, her retired life. But um, yeah, the world of rugby will miss her both sevens and fifteens. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Just one of those magnet type players, just absolute fulcrum for for sevens and fifteens. I mean, it's just it's so obvious when you you sort of broadcast them that you know every time they look up for, from sort of inspiration, everybody's looking to she was, you know, 12 where she was playing, you know, it's immediately looked, looked to Patricia to, to see what uh, she feels should, should be going on. Yeah. Absolute fault. Yeah. Huge congratulations for everyone at the WRP for her career. What about your, I'm sorry to talk about the world cup again, but it, yeah, it is, it is the main news. We had um, the lovely Dr. Rachel Malcolm on last week. Uh, what a delightful lady she is. Um, they breed them well in Loughborough. She and Sun are on together. Um, yeah, they're, they're a great company. Um, brilliant for Scottish rugby. And again, Mad Goose, who was involved with that 2014 Irish squad that we were talking about, sort of set all this in motion for Scotland. They seem like a really, really together bunch. Um, we don't need to go into the details of, of why possibly that closeness has intensified over the last few months. That's that's fairly obvious. But I'm personally just delighted for them. They seem like a, a really cool bunch. Do you know what? That's the. If you were to say one thing that I would have noticed about Scotland, it was just this. They were just galvanised. They were just so together. Yeah. Um, no matter how much we knocked on the door and tried to break them down, um, they were able to withstand it. And you could actually feel that off them in their celebrations. Just not that they were. They were just celebrating together. It was like no, nowhere, no one else was there. It's very hard to articulate it actually, but it was powerful. That's all I can say. It was powerful that day. Um, and again. I think they. I'm actually delighted for them. I know I would know Jade from playing against her and a couple of them, and uh, just want to send my congratulations to them. It's since 2010. I think they haven't been in a World Cup, um, and it'll be lovely to see them there. And I wish them every success. And I think if they can continue on with the just that camaraderie and and that powerful togetherness that they have going into the World Cup, I think they'll do hopefully some very very special things. So, um, on behalf of myself to Scottish rugby, congratulations and every success in New Zealand. And in a in a group with New Zealand, which is it's just cool being with a home home union, you're going to get some really good crowds and interest in the, in, in the games. Australia and Wales, so it's it's yeah, it's it's a it's a pool they could they could do do some damage in. I think so. I think yeah. so. And you know what? It's, I tell you, it's going to be some cracking games. It's going to be some cracking games, considering all the movements within their unions. Wales obviously getting their twelve contracts, their retainer contracts. You know, there's a good period in Scotland. Look to do that now, hopefully. And then obviously New Zealand and Australia, um, putting a lot of professionalism um, into their structures as well. So um, I'd hate to be in that group, but at the same time, it'd be exciting to see what rumblings and what. Um, there's always upsets in the World Cup, and I certainly think there's going to be one or two in that pool anyway. Last two, Lindsay, if, if we may. Um, I appreciate you eating into your lunch hour here. Um, what's next for you? Apart from uh, defeating certain people at uh, certain uh, trampoline parks. 
Yeah, well, obviously my son beat me yesterday um, in a bit of a <laughs> in jump zone, and we went on an obstacle. And not once I was like, okay, he beat me once because I can't get through these nets. I'm a bit big, but anyway, he sculled through them. And then I said, right, that's it. I'm going help for leather on this second go of it, and he still beat me. <laughs> so um, yeah, next week will be a showdown, and I will put that <laughs> six-year-old back in his box. But um. I got a. I don't know really. To be honest, I'll finish. I think we're in a cup final with Railway in the end of March. I look forward to the Six Nations, and then I'll just take it one day at a time. To be honest, Johnny, I'm not going to make any okay. rash, you know rash decisions or panic. Um, just want to stay fit. Met my pay a bit of GA during the summer. Go back. To, go back playing a bit of that just to keep fit. Staying with teams and um, other than that, just yeah, enjoy day by day life and. Enjoying trampoline parks with my son. <laughs> awesome. I mean, yeah, there you are, ladies. Oh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just do a bit, yeah, just to, just, just to stay fit during the summer. Um, and the weekends, I'll, I'll do some yak wrestling. Um, that is Lindsay Pete for you, ladies and gentlemen. Well, she, no, she's a on, champion at everything. I could be on next week saying, right, I've picked a sport for Paris 2024 in the Olympics, but you know, for now, you've caught me in a calm, a calm state. <laughs> Brilliant. And the last one I was just going to ask you, come on, Six Nations is, is literally weeks away. Um, I, 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 I genuinely hope you do go full kit and they pick you up on cameras um, in the stands, or I might even see you in the stands myself. But um, yeah, I really you do hope. You let me know what game you're going to, <laughs> and I will be there. I might get yeah. over for England, Ireland. I'll go full kit. No Would problem. you believe a broadcast schedule still still not out there? So um, yeah, we're, we're what, two, three weeks away. Um, so yeah, quite short. So I don't, don't know the moment, but um, yeah, I'd love to see that. Who, who's going to win it? Who's going to lift the cup? I mean, I would be silly not to say it's going to come down to France and England. Um, I don't see anyone right now beating England. I still think it's England to lose more so than anything. But uh, France in a World Cup year are always dangerous. Um, I'll, I'll go with England. She's going with England. And where are Ireland going to finish? Uh, I'm going to go with third. I want us to finish third. But I can't lie, you know, it's daunting thinking about five out of six of those teams going to a World Cup. You know, that's and we're starting kind of re- realistically we're starting a new cycle, like we're we're really post World Cup as such now, you know. Yep. So other unions was you know, we won't won't probably see that for other unions till the twenty twenty three Six Nations, but we're probably seeing it possibly for ourselves now, even though we've still exceptional players that are very experienced, but we need test games to kind of get new players ready, I would think. But that's up to Greg, really. So my hope is uh, really good performances. The girls enjoy it. And, you know, the best case we can look at, um, which I fingers crossed for us towards finishing top three, would be exceptional, you know, for us. Yeah. No, I mean, it's so exciting. Italy's strong. We saw that World Cup qualifiers. Scotland, you know, with the wind in their sails. Wales clearly sort of, in a, in a new dawn, Ireland as well. Uh, we know how strong England and France are. So yeah, it's uh, none of these troubles the men's have with landslide victories and let's get the next best European team in. None of that rubbish. Um, no, it's going to be full bore. And um... what is exciting is the last round will you know if all if France and England win, you know that's the championship game that could be an absolute cracker on the last day. 
Yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. For for the tournament itself, that would be amazing if that was sort of the Grand Slam game, wouldn't it? Um, But we will see. Lindsay, thank you so so much. Huge congratulations to adding another medal. Where where do you keep all your medals? The sock drawer. Yeah, it's just under the sink, really. <laughs> no. Jesus, <laughs> um, probably presses and drawers. I need to kind of organise that. But, yeah, no, I keep them in a, a special special medal drawer. Special medal drawer. That is, a, no doubt, a very, very heavy and a very, very large drawer um, for all the achievements. And at the weekend with Railway Union, second ever league title, the uh, uh, All-Ireland League, um, congratulations to you and the rest of the team. Glad you're, you're recovering slowly now and um, really, really great to speak to you as ever. And uh, I hope you enjoy the Six Nations. I will. And listen, tell Jay-Z I was asking for him. I will do. <laughs> Say hi to Donica. I will. Thank you so much for having me on. Cheers, Izzy. You take care. Bye-bye. I'm Jay Conkle and you're listening to the Women Trophy Pod. Great to have Lindsay on the pod again. She did a, a Six Nations special with us, I think, last year. And, uh, yeah, just find her utterly engaging and totally, totally fascinating. I think, uh, yeah, Sarah Hunter brought out that she was one of her, her most favourite guests on the pod. Uh, I think we did a Six Nations special last year. And just uh, to represent your country at one sport is, is one thing, but four is just out of this world um, and I love the fact she's still so competitive she wants to beat her six year old son at the trampoline park um, absolutely brilliant yeah I'll be I'll be texting her tomorrow and uh, and asking if she managed to uh, to achieve that but uh, no brilliant yeah huge thank you to Lindsay Pete for giving up her, her time to come on the pod how about the rest of the news from around the globe you know who it is it's Nandy Butelazy Thank you so much, Johnny. We do start off in Scotland, who qualify for the World Cup. In Scotland, produced a resounding performance, beating Colombia 59-3 in Dubai and ensuring their qualification for the World Cup. This ends their 12-year absence from the tournament and sees them heading into Pool A alongside New Zealand, Australia and Wales come November. Spain beat Russia 27-0 to retain European Championship title in this final match as coach Jose Antonio Barrios saw his team win the sixth consecutive European Championship title. In light of the current circumstances in Ukraine, the match was only given the green light the day before. Spain produced a dominant performance with Russia never really threatening and tries by Ducha, Garcia, Puj and Perez and conversions by Garcia, Ducha and a penalty by Garcia. Rugby Europe announced that all competitions, matches or events on Russian territory, whether of national teams or clubs, were suspended until further notice. But as this game was in Spain, it went ahead. The match between Netherlands and Russia, set to take place on the 12th of March in Russia, will now not go ahead. Netherlands Rugby confirmed this on Saturday. This joins sanctions by World Rugby against Russia and Belarus. In line with recommendations by the International Olympic Committee, sanctions consist of the full and immediate suspension of Russia and Belarus from all international rugby and cross-border rugby club rugby activities until further notice 
and the full and immediate suspension of Rugby Union of Russia from World Rugby membership until further notice. World Rugby has announced Sally Horrocks will join as Director of Women's Rugby, effectively replacing Katie Sadler, although the role title has changed to reflect her evolution in the role. Horrocks is a former non-executive director of England Netball, advisor to UEFA, International Football Federations and the FA. She has been involved in the development of the Vitality Netball Super League and the FA Women's Super League, bringing with her commercial legal insight and knowledge. Her appointment brings key insight into opportunities of commercial, legal and strategic developments of the women's game as it moves towards professionalism. Moving over to your Arab Sevens results, in the second Arab Sevens took place in Tunisia on the 25th and the 26th, which saw Tunisia come away with the win. Egypt having won last year and Tunisia were absent. Tunisia and Algeria entered this tournament replacing Syria and Lebanon. Egypt came to defend their title and the United Arab Emirates again took part in the four-team competition and in the final, Tunisia took on Egypt and Tunisia walked away with a 49-5 victory in that final. This immense Tunisia is one of the promising upcoming Sevens Nations in Africa. England under-18 women beat Scotland under-18 women 64-0 as part of their training camp in Tyndale and England under-18 trained with a group of their Scottish counterparts with Neve Swaley's captaining the side. Another England camp will take place in Birmingham next month and ahead of a National Centre of Excellence Festival at Britain RFC on 12 March, the first that will exhibit all 11 centres. British University's Championship Bucks in Durham are your 2022 Bucks champions. They secured their ninth win in 10 matches on Wednesday to finish at the top of the table. They now enter the knockout stages of the cup as the number one seed in prep to play again in the semi-final at home on the 16th of March. Female referees continue to make waves this weekend with England's Nikki O'Donnell becoming the second woman ever to be a match official in refereeing a national number one game following Sarah Cox. She took charge of Leeds Tides versus Birmingham Mosley on Saturday. Cooper Vuna, the Newcastle Falcons wing, joins DMP Sharks as new backs coach. The postponement round of four, round 14 of the Ireland's Premier 15s match between Clister Harpy and Saracens has now been rearranged for Sunday the 13th of March at 2pm at Stone Egg Stadium. Harlequins signed USA International second row Jenny Cronish for the remainder of the season. Some interesting but saddening news from abroad. It is reported that the Souths Rugby Club, which hosts one of the Premier Women's Sevens programme in the Sydney Women's Rugby Union, has split from its men's counterpart in the club after Souths announced the pursuit of development of a 15 side, thereby diverting funding and support away from its established seven side. According to their statement, the women and girls players then met and voted whether to either stay with the SDRC, the Southern Districts Rugby Club, or move to the newly established Baronia Women's Rugby Union Inc., established by the Sydney Women's Rugby Union under the Sydney Rugby Union. The players voted to move away from the SDRC. The Board of Southern Districts Rugby Club has released a statement. However, there has been no official comment from the women's players themselves on the situation. United Arab Emirates Rugby Union signs a contract with the Kenyan rugby Olympian Philadelphia Orlando as head coach Orlando and Olympian for both Rio 2016 and Tokyo 2020. Orlando enjoys strong rugby profile and is believed to be very competent to lead the local fully Emirati women's teams in UAE. The UAE senior national women's team secured their first position in the West Asian tournament back in October last year, which took place in Doha, Qatar. 
Moving over to your league news, it was finals day for the NHL Island League this weekend and Railway Union claimed back-to-back titles for the division final, winning 24-18 against Blackrock College. Suetonians outmuscled Galvegians 26-0 to lift the conference trophy and in the third and fourth place playoff, UI Bohemian won 19-17 against Old Belvedere and with the seventh and eighth place playoff, Balancholic lost against Wilclaw losing 31-0. In the ninth and tenth place playoff, Cook walked away with the win against Malone, winning 33-5. And that's it for the NHL Island League for now. It's been a cracking season to report on, and congratulations to Railway Union. Next, we look on to your Premier 15's results, and Bristol Bears lost at home against Saracens, losing that clash 30-26, while Harlequins get a 48-5 victory against the Sharks, and Exeter Chiefs get a home victory against Worcester Warriors, winning 67 Loughborough Lightning getting a 19-all draw against Glister Harpery. Sales Sharks get a loss at home against Wasps, losing 53-14, while the Saracens remain top of the table on 62 points, with Bristol Bears coming in second on 56. Harlequins and Exeter sit in the top four. And looking ahead at your fixtures, Bristol Bears will take on Loughborough Lightning. Exeter Chiefs will take on DMP Sharks, while Glister Harpery will go head-to-head against Worcester Warriors, and Saracens will host Sale. And of course, the Wasp will take on the Harlequins. Moving south in lead one in France this weekend, and in round 12 in Pool 1, Lance got a home victory against Dan Rene, winning 24-19, while ASM Rokonar get a massive 47-0 against FC Grenoble. AC Bobogny lose at home against Stade losing that clash at 29-18, with Stade Francais on a bye. And moving over to Pool 2, Stade Borde also getting a win at home against AS Bayonets, winning 25-0, while Blackneck Rugby also getting a massive 44-0 against Lyon. And RC Chile Mazarin didn't manage to get any points on the scoreboard against Montpellier, who walked away with a 39-0 victory. Lille was on a bye. Stade Tulisier lead Pool 1 on 43 points, and Montpellier move ahead of Stade Borde to lead Pool 2 on 44 points. And looking at your fixtures this weekend in round 13 and in pool 1, FC Grenoble will take on Lons. Stade René will host AC Babogny, while Stade Tulissier will take on Stade Francais. Ailsum Rupinard on a bye. And in pool 2, Lyon will take on Stade Bore. AS Bayonnais will take on RC Chili Mazarin and Montpellier will host Lille and Blackneck Rugby will be on a bye. Moving over to the English Championship in the North, Barnsley lost at home against Nova Castrians, losing 22-19, while Loughborough Town get a win against Harrogate, winning 48-10, with Kenilworth getting a win against Sefton, winning 26-12. West Park Leeds didn't manage to get any points on the scoreboard against Cheltenham, who walked away with a 57-0 victory. Forward Waterloo versus Litchfield was deemed a home walkover. And looking at the South, Reading Abbey won against Buckingham Swans, winning that clash 36-15, while Bath get a 46-12 victory over Hove, and Blackheath lose at home against Tharok, losing 26-14. Old Albanians get a victory at home against Richmond FC, winning 25-15, and Supermarines get a massive 82-0 against Henley. This weekend is a break in the championship, but there are some rescheduled matches taking place, including the West Park Leeds versus Harrogate and Laborough Town in the north, and Hove taking on Reading Abbey. Old Albanians will take on Supermarines in the south. The hotly anticipated Super Rugby Opiki season begins this weekend on Saturday, with the Blues taking on Chiefs Manoa and Matatu taking on Harrigans, and that will kick off at Owen Delany Park. Sarah Harini will captain the Hurricane side, with Les Elder captaining Chiefs Manoa. Aroha Savage will take charge of the Blues, and Elena Bremner will be the first ever captain of the Matatu. 
And finally, the long-awaited return of the Buildy Corp Super W ends this Friday. On Friday, the tournament kicks off with Western Force taking on Queensland's, Queensland's Reds. rather. And on Saturday, Melbourne Rebels will take on Fijian and Frua. And Brumbies will take on Waratahs. That's it from me. Catch you next week. I'm Vicky Fleetwood and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Nandi, thank you very much indeed. Yeah, a lot of news coming around at the moment. And next week, we will be reflecting a little bit more again on, on Ireland, actually, because the one of the reviews is out on Friday. We're recording this Thursday. So we'll be reflecting on that. And as these squads begin to come in as well for the Six Nations, we'll be having a, a look at those as well. But this weekend, attention... Certainly here in England is on the Premier 15th and what a finish we have to this season. We really, really do. It is so, so tight. It really, really is. If you do get a chance to go and see a Premier 15th game this weekend, then, then do. So that made Six Nations. Get yourselves out there. Let your feet and your your wallet do do the talking. Because it is so, so tight and the, there's some must-win games for, for people this weekend. The table as it stands... Uh, Saracens and Gloucester as you know with that rearranged fixture the, the only two haven't played 14 everyone else 15 Saracens as you know already qualified for the semi-finals they will want a home semi-final I'm sure so they will try, try and keep the pressure going as well but they're on 62 points Bristol still in second on 56 Harlequins just one point behind on 55 then come Exeter Chiefs on 51. Was 45. Loughborough 43. Gloucester Hartbury, as we say, with that game in hand on 37. That game in hand is against Saracens. Uh, and this weekend's fixtures, Was against Harlequins. Up at the uh, Coventry Building Society Arena, I believe they uh, they call it up there. 12.30. Uh, Bristol Bears host Loughborough Lightning. 2.30 Shaftesbury Park. All on Saturday, these. Exeter against DMP. Durham Sharks, that one's 2.30 as well. Gloucester Hartbury, 5.30. A Kingshill up against Worcester Warriors. That'll be a good fixture as well. And then Sunday, Alastonex, all repaired now. Saracens against Sale Sharks from 2 o'clock. The only other thing to mention with the Premier 15s is a big shout-out as we near the end of this episode. To Mackenzie Thomas Roberts for 50 caps with DMP at the weekend. Many congratulations to you. I know a real store of the club. So brilliant achievement. Well done you. Next week we'll have a review on the review. That Irish review. A first of two. And we'll be looking back at uh, a real crucial round of Premier 15's results as well this year. Those real must-win games, aren't they? I think that uh, Wasps have got a win to, to stay in the hunt. Gloucester Harbour, a little local derby there against the Warriors. So, yeah, we'll be looking back at those. And, of course, we'll have all the news from around the world as well. Huge thank you to Lindsay Pete for coming on the pod. Massive, massive thank you to Tom and to Bluebell. Nandy, thank you for your energy. Everybody, stay safe. Keep smiling. See you next week.